0: Hey everyone, welcome to
1: Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the twenty-sixth of September, twenty thirteen. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, Dave, um, you know, there's there's uh, there's really only one story to talk about this week. Um, we, we 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 have a small news section at the beginning of the show. But I just want to let the let the listeners know we're going to be covering the one story there is to talk about this week: Google and the case of the mysteriously vanishing keywords. Keyword. Refers. I know that's that is huge. Um. Yeah, you know what? I want to jump into it with you right now, and you know, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, we're gonna have Tom Craver come on uh, after the first break. He's gonna, we're gonna go through what happened, why it might have happened, and more importantly, you know, what SEOs can do about it. But you know, first impressions, Dave, um, Monday morning, you wake up, go to your office, you know, your body, your own business, like a good businessman should. You go to your office and you find out, that, like, you know, somebody's painted over your windows.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty good analogy. Um, it's like, you know, as if, as if Monday morning isn't Monday enough-ish. <laughs> it's like, oh, welcome to morning. Let me punch you in the stomach, um, you know, And that's that's. I think there's a lot of SEOs as a whole, um, you know, myself included. It I guess more than SEOs. Anybody who owns a website um, is is got to be looking at this, going, okay, it was bad. It was getting bad that not provided traffic. Um, but I mean, the, to just to just take this entire core metric that we've all used for. I don't know since it's the <laughs> dawn of engines um, you know this this core metric away um and a and a useful core metric um you know, even for what's sort of irking me, and I know we'll get into this further, so we'll we'll jump to other news but I think what's irking me most is. The metric they've taken away is one that is mandatory for us to serve what they keep telling us they want us to do, right? Serve our visitors better. Serve them better. Well, if I don't know which visitors are which, I don't know who I'm serving better. Um, You know, so if I don't know, you know, if you come in on our branded phrase or, or you've come in on our, you know, on a, you know, internet marketing phrase or you know in our case or you know you want to buy tennis shoes and we sell tennis shoes well i don't want you all lumped together i want to serve people who are looking for what i'm trying to serve them (laughs) so um i I think it's a it's a huge problem but we'll we'll talk more there's other massive problems i know I, i blogged about a couple of them today um but massive problems that i see coming from from this including um some some potentially fraud cases um that would have gone undetected that i was part of in in an audit um you know, and, and we wouldn't have been able to figure it out if we didn't have keyword data. Now that would go completely um, unknown and unreported. Yeah, I think
1: you know what we're going to be talking about what happened, and I think we're going to be touching on the law of unintended consequences several times during the show because uh, you make you make such a massive change, and there. I don't want again. I don't want to jump into it as much as I want to jump into it. There may well have been good reasons for these changes. Yeah, but. You know, it's an ecosystem. If you change one thing in the ecosystem, you're going to affect a whole bunch of other things in the ecosystem. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be visiting the law of unintended consequences uh, <laughs> or revisiting it over and over and over again sometime during the show. Uh, let's, talk, let's, let's talk some other Google stuff first. Um, there was an article in today's uh, Search Engine Watch written by the indomitable Jennifer Slegg. Like, wow, Jen Slegg. Um, does Google, no seriously like, look at this woman's career what she's accomplished in her career oh, I know. Like, I know. amazing, amazing technologist does Google penalize for invalid HTML well according, the gospel according to Matt says no it does not penalize crappy HTML <laughs> now seriously how many times have you gone to a uh, to an HTML uh, or an XML uh, uh, validator and struggled to
2: validate your code? Often. <laughs> um, yeah, the HTML validation, as you know, is the pain. The WAI, the accessibility one, is even worse uh, you know, to, to try and validate to. Um, here's the thing it was funny. I saw that video and I was like, yep, it makes sense, but I hope people don't take the wrong message from this. Um, you know, and, so what, and I know what, you wouldn't. What in your would experience. be the wrong message? What would be the wrong I, message? I think the wrong message to me would be, hey, it's not worth doing. Um, and I've always found, and I'm sure you have, and lots of SEOs have too, there is a tie between these two things, right? And it's not to say, you know, we, we've talked about correlation and that sort of thing, and, and I think this is a case where, uh, indeed, that is, where what is required to validate your code is to make it so clean that you're going to solve other problems on your way there. You may end up solving problems that don't exist, but you're going to solve problems on your way um, to getting valid code it just forces you um, into nice clean predictable good code um, and I think that's uh, I would hate to see people go well I, it doesn't matter at all I've got 300 errors on my page doesn't matter well no it does matter it doesn't matter because you don't have that little validation you know mark on your page but what does matter <laughs> is the fact that your code's a disaster um, and Google will have hiccups trying to get through it so I, I think you know directly is it a check mark no, but are there a lot of useful things you can find in validating it that will help your your SEO efforts? Uh, to me, the answer is a pretty clear yes.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm everything you said, and then and another point. Remember, we've we and we've often had this conversation. You know, what does a Google penalty mean? And does it mean that Google's like actively nudging you downwards in the uh, in the rankings, or does it mean that Google's not bestowing love and uh, and juice upon your site? Right. Like, Google may or may not be penalizing for invalid HTML code, but it's certainly not offering you rewards for it either. And no one said that. No one said uh, whether Google does or doesn't consider valid HTML as a signal point. They just said that Google's not going to slap you about for it if you don't have it. Uh, You bring up a... I'm sorry, I'm not just going to complete the thought. I I suggest that valid HTML... Well, not, uh, it's probably not a huge ranking factor. I bet you it makes it easier for Google Spider to get through the site. We know that the, the easier it is and the more frequently Google um, visits your website and records new information from your site, the better you'll do in the rankings. Mm-hmm. There are so many reasons to have good code. Um, I can only think of it as being beneficial. Maybe, again, maybe having bad code doesn't damn you, but having good code, it has to be beneficial
2: it's true i mean matt brings up a, a couple of good examples in the video where he's like you know and, and webmasters have gone slightly different routes to speed things up right to where they have to go with invalid code to make it faster or cleaner or you know where they've actually done it for all the right reasons mm-hmm. i think in those cases great they're making the right choice but these are clearly very educated people making very educated decisions um and i think in those cases yes because the tech market itself isn't the validator or not it's is this good? Is this clean? Is this fast? And and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all about semantics, isn't it? I mean, you look at the site speed. Well, we don't penalize slow sites. We just reward fast ones. Well, then there you go. penalize the slow
1: ones, right? Well, make no, because again, penalize is I'm going to slap you down a little bit. I'm going to knock you down in the rankings. I'm going to put you on page 700. That's a penalty. right? But I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm ignoring you. La, 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 la. That's not a penalty. <laughs> That's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? I heard something on the way off to the side there.
2: So did I. All right, we must have just gotten another signal mixed in there.
1: You heard not a thing. Oh, okay, I didn't hear a thing. Well, there we go. Thank you. <laughs>
0: you guys are very sensitive with your ears, okay? I don't know. What? Voice of God. You didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe that's you guys watching or listening to This Is That on CBC Radio that's why you're all so sensitive or something. What a dr- <laughs>
1: Okay, you know what? Now you got me going. Thank um, you.
0: This blows, blows me you're away. You're
1: welcome. There's this show on CBC Radio in, in Canada called This Is That and it's total parody. They make it, they make it up as they go along. It's all improv. And people take it so seriously. I can't believe it. Like, people, oh, my God, this is, this is a show that claimed that there was a town in Texas that, you know, people weren't drinking enough water, so they were putting sugar in the water to, you know, prompt people to drink more water. And that got so many Canadians angry. <laughs> you know, because, wow, it's a parody, friends. This Is That is parody. It's brilliant. Funniest show on radio, except for Webcology, of course, which is even funnier. <laughs> and right, the funny thing is, we're not parody. We're just you know, talking about reality. And reality is pretty silly. Speaking of silly realities, Dave, what is it with technology companies and crappy logos? Like, so, so so, Yahoo just introduced a new logo, and everybody is like, dude, or uh, dude-ass, uh, what are you doing? Marissa made a bad choice for the new Yahoo logo, and it looks pretty silly. Google just flattened their logo. You know, Google used to have that little puffy those little puffies in their, in their letters. Well, they don't anymore. Now it's a very flat logo. But the one that made a, you know perhaps the biggest change of all is Bing. Today, Bing introduced an abstract logo, um, all angular and Microsoft-y and stuff. Um, and uh, they've got this horrible urine yellow color. Um, uh, that they're now expressing themselves in, um, you yellow. Um, I mean, it's like, guys, I've, I, I've been around your campus. I, I, I know what Edmunds is like. Don't you have enough urine in the doorways on the, on that bar strip in Edmund? Like, you know, you'd think, you'd think the Microsofties would have learned just by living where they live. Urine's gross. Um. <laughs> it's true dave it's true it's not my fault i can't help it i've seen this i've seen this and i've got to report it <laughs>
2: <Is that> <laughs> my- <laughs> I-, I think you're, you're talking about all three of the maybe moves in my opinion i mean yahoo picked not the worst of their 30 days of logos but it wasn't the best <laughs> mm. <laughs> um bings this is just just a horrible move google I liked the older one, and that's not in the like I liked what was kind of way. It's it's no, it was a, a more attractive. I've looked at them, I compared them, I gone. I don't understand what they're doing. Um, you know, I assume that maybe it has something to do with across multiple devices, it'll look more similar. That's all I can kind of assume on Google's, not Bing's. Um, but Bing's doesn't really. It just it just it just went from from a pretty decent logo to ugly is what <laughs> happened there. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even sure what they were thinking there. And unfortunately you can't really hit the Wayback machine on that one other than going to archive.org. Um, you know, they, I don't know what they're going to, what they're going to do about that, but uh, it's pretty bad. Indeed. And again, you know, you know
1: there's, I got two theories here. One it's, these are, you know, these just, it's, 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 it's like designers, web designers making SEO decisions. Well, they tend not to because they're thinking about, you know, designing a website. Right. Okay, so a designer isn't necessarily an SEO. I mean, you know, look at the way most of us dress. It's like, we're designers? No, we're technologists and, you know, we don't know damn, don't do a damn thing about fashion. So you wouldn't have an SEO, um, you know, design a fashion show because that would be stupid. Similarly, you shouldn't have your you know, technologists select the logo. Um, so that's theory number one. Theory number two, Dave, and I'm sorry, but the truth is, we're old. <laughs> um, you, know what, you, know, you know what? Next uh, A week Saturday, October the 5th, a week Saturday is my 45th birthday. Four, four and a half decades on this rock, and the truth is... I'm old. I just, I just don't get half the crap that the young kids are into these days. I just don't get it.
3: And
2: uh, what is this twerking I, thing? Yeah, um, what's
1: this twerking thing? Who is that, minus <laughs> Cyrus? Um, oh,
2: get out of my yard. Um.
1: She reminds me of Annette Funicello before Annette went bad. <laughs> um, and, and and seriously, maybe maybe there's something in this logo here that you know actually really harkens to smart marketing, and I'm just not seeing it. I don't think that's the case, honestly, because <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at this marketing thing, but, you know, maybe, you know, I'm willing to accept that maybe it's my age, and you, and yours too, obviously. Um, right, I'm not obviously. far behind you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we're just like, you know, curmudgeon's, and, you know, my pants aren't pulled up to my tits enough, and, uh, you know... <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of
2: those shows, isn't it? Yeah, um, anyways, you know what? I think we need to pull some some youngsters is what we need to do. People in okay, the, like, whatever, 16 to 25 age group.
1: One second. Hey, yo! <laughs> what do you think of, uh... Oh, bugger off. Sorry, <laughs> they're busy. <laughs> okay, what else do we got here? What else do we got here? What else do we got here? That was uh, So that's Logos, Weirdness, in Logoville. Um... We're gonna to have to take a break in a few minutes. We're gonna be coming back with uh, Tom Craver talking about the mysterious missing keyword referral uh, referrals in Google. But before we do, hey Dave. Yes, Jim. Mashable. I love Mashable. Yeah. You know, every, every some of the people I like the most in the tech industry have worked for Mashable. You got you know you got Tamar, um, you got Frederick Towns. You know, some just some really cool people have worked with Mashable over the years, eh? That's funny. I didn't know you knew Frederick. I
2: known him for years pro- too. You program? He programs with you, doesn't he? Uh, he built the, our current site, and and w- is helping with the redevelopment of our next one. So no, no, I don't. I
1: don't. You know what? I don't even know
2: how I know Frederick. I've known him for years.
1: You know, this is one of those yeah, great guy. We've been around forever. It's just you know natural <laughs> that. Okay. Anyway, so Mashable. Uh, has published um, today the 10 countries that spend the most on digital ads. And, uh, you know, without... you know, I don't know if you've clicked the link yet or not, but if you haven't, just guess what number
2: one is. Oh, I want to click it before I guess, but... Okay, I'm clicking it, but I'm not guess or I'm not looking before I guess. Uh, I'm going to go with...
1: China. Not even on the list. Not
2: even on the list. All right, well, that shows you what I know. <laughs> See, m- my assumption would have been America. See, uh, that was my first thought, and then I'm like, no, you wouldn't have given me that one. So <laughs> it's got to
1: be something else. Number, America's number two on the list. Now, this is an estimation of how much is spent on digital advertising per Internet user in uh, okay. the year 2013. So it's per user. So... Based on this, America, the United States, spends far and away more than any other country in the world on digital advertising, dollar for dollar. But per user, the country of Norway comes out number one at approximately $209 per Internet user spent per year. America comes number two at about $201 per Internet user spent in the year 2013, followed by Australia, Sweden... Canada, Denmark, the U.K., Finland, Japan, and Germany. So you know, friends, like we know that the search game is changing. We know that the, uh, the game in social media is changing. Display and digital, and you know, the video. i um, inserting uh, video commercials into YouTube videos um, or into privately created. What what have you? Your digital ad spend is going in a lot of different directions now. Where you know a couple of years ago you could see it going in three or four unique directions. Now there's got to be at least a dozen different directions for it to go in. These are the countries you want to be focusing on: Norway, United States, Australia, Sweden, Canada, Denmark, UK, Finland, Japan, and Germany. You want to be making money. You want to be spending your client money and making your, uh, you know, making your your, your your cut on the side. These are the countries to be concentrating on when you're going to look for clients. So, if you're a Norwegian digital marketer, my friend, you got it made. Um, <laughs> Mikkel. Mikkel over there in Denmark. There's not a lot of guys. There's not a lot of folks like Mikkel there in Denmark. But um, that's the fifth highest spend per capita in 2013 on digital advertising.
2: Yeah. Anyway.
1: I find stuff like that really amusing.
2: Um, it is when something like that catches you off and you're like, okay, that's not even kind of close to what I thought it would have been.
1: No, you know what? I'm I'm surprised about China.
2: I really am. Like, the, the
1: that country's internet footprint is growing so fast.
2: But and you know what? Looking a- at it on the per person and the net disposable income per person there. Indeed. Oh, and also right. just the
1: sheer number of people there. <laughs> I think there's um, more Chinese Internet users than there are non-Chinese Internet users.
2: How's yeah, that for you're probably way? right.
1: I, I'm not positive on that, but I think it's, I think the numbers are pretty close now.: Look, this up during the break.: Indeed, And as a matter of fact, speaking of the break, we should be going there soon. I know that uh, Tom Praver is waiting patiently over uh, uh, waiting off on the side patiently. Uh, we're going to be talking about keyword referrals in Google. What happened? why it might have happened, and more importantly, what you as a digital marketer ought to be doing about that. We'll be talking about that in about two minutes. First, we've got to take a break here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies, this is uh, Jim Hedger. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. More great stuff coming up after these messages.
2: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Labs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own to no matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white will keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you're looking for. Visit us today at PageOnePower.com. New York Times best-selling author and serial entrepreneur Joel Com. We'll inspire, inform, and entertain you. Search, social, local, mobile, and everything Web 2.0. It's all here on the Joel Kamm Show. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to webcology only on Webmaster Radio.fm. You know the host Jim Hedger. And DD um, I
1: mean, like you, know, you get like hundreds and hundreds of links coming into a page. And yeah, yeah, you'll know them. You will know what they are and where they're coming from and stuff. Some of them are good, yep. some of them are bad. It's you know difficult to cover what is and is, you know, not a dodgy link. You got to do your research. But if you just move the page or move the URL, then you have all these references to your website that Google does count. Like them or lump them, Google's counting (laughs) them, and they're expecting it to go to your page. Now it's going to a 404. And so what's poor Google supposed to think? That page no longer exists. But it does exist because it's back in Google's index again. But you've just lost all of your weight from all those links. So, I, I think this just, is more a
2: case where all of your links are horrible and you need to get rid of all of them. Um, this what page, the but. hell what have you been
0: up to for the last
1: little while? <laughs> um, <laughs> you have <laughs> rankings? Because if all of your links are horrible, you've probably done some other horrible stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got rankings to begin with? Uh, and if so, and the rankings are solid, why are you removing them? Because you're afraid of losing them? Um, but you know, you've been, you've been skating th- thin ice for so long in this, in this kind of instance, uh, under this example, <laughs> Just you know, keep skating, faster. <laughs> <Just> keep skating <laughs> faster, um, okay. I know for a fact that we have Tom on the line right now, but I also know that if we don't take a commercial break now, there will be trouble. We'll, we'll be getting in trouble. Um, I'm going to try this again. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, You're listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio and FM. Stick around, we got Tom Praver coming on in a few minutes to discuss Jim, the case of the missing. Yes, Brasco. We did. T- we
0: did take a break.
1: Did we? We've actually break. We didn't hear it. Break. We didn't hear it. Really? Yeah. Oh
0: my God. Are we we, are we live
1: air, air,
2: so right we kept going.
0: We're live right now, but uh, we did take a break. <laughs>
1: You should have heard what we were talking about, folks. We just gave you the whole secret to ranking at Google, and you weren't listening. Ha ha. Well, we're not going to do that again. We don't like to repeat ourselves on this show. Oh, <laughs> uh, we didn't realize. Well, how long have we been on for? Jeez.
0: We we did. Well, I had a malfunction on the commercial break, which went well, about an hour, a minute and a half. Tom is on the air with us as well on the line, and we went right back to you, and you were mid-sentence.
1: Well, he must think we're like super professionals, eh? <laughs> <laughs> There's never been a doubt, guys. There's never been a doubt. <laughs> Tom Craver, welcome to WebCology. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a weird week. Like Dave and I agreed earlier in the show, this has to be the biggest uh, story in SEO history, or just one of the biggest stories in SEO history. Um, before we you know, totally paint the room for you, what's your opinion?
3: Oh my goodness, this you know this this is not I think wow, I think it sucks. I'll, I'll start with that.'ll I'll be honest because I've been saying a lot of things that sound like I'm defending Google and becoming a fanboy. and you know it's it's not like that. I think it truly sucks. but it's not a surprise. If you've been around this industry for the past oh, I don't know three years when this was introduced back in October of two thousand ten, you kind of know that this has been creeping up. This not provided business has been creeping up for for quite some time. So, the fact that the the meter just dropped off the face of the you know Earth that shouldn't be a surprise to you. It was coming. It came faster than we expected without warning, but it was coming.
1: Okay, so we we you know we've seen non-provided, ten percent, fifteen percent, thirty-five percent, sixty percent, and then oh my, oh, my goodness, goodness, the first month. Oh, indeed. <laughs> So I'd like to read you guys something. Um, this was uh, put in a uh, in an SEO forum that I'm a part of, and it's uh, it's one SEO's idea. Okay, I'm not going to mention whose it was, but this is this is his opinion. It's not Google's data. Google is a search engine, has a social contract with the wider web, and that more or less boils down to Google gets to scrape our websites and use that information to build a search engine, and in return. Google shows us what keywords people are using when they find us. Google has now vulgarly broken that social contract and offers nothing in return. The primary reason is Google is not content with being a portal anymore, a passing-through station. Google wants to be the end destination because that's where it makes its money. Google never owned those keywords. They were part of a value chain connected to the user, to the destination website. By taking those keywords away, Google has in this person's opinion violated one of the founding foundational aspects of the world wide web disgust gentlemen what do you think about them apples
3: i don't even know where to start on that one if you want to talk about a social contract you know let's talk about legalese for a second google says you can opt out of them crawling your site and scraping your site with a little thing called robots.txt there's your social contract if you no. do not do what they say they're going to crawl they say they're going to crawl the web and they say they're going to take care of all this stuff and as a benefit you get traffic out of that so uh, honestly i mean i i i know we're all pissed and we're all angry and and i get it and you know i'm not, i'm one of those people too i've been making plans not to worry about this for a while but you know i get it people are angry they want their keywords you know i do too i understand that there is some great intrinsic value there but there's other better ways to measure and wait a minute we still have those keywords in Webmaster Tools. The only thing we've lost now is the ability to track that back directly to uh, you know, a sale or a conversion. That's the only thing we lost. I mean, geez, the keywords the keywords never belong to Google. The keywords never belong to us as site owners. We looked for what keywords people were targeting by what things people typed in. The keywords belonged to the original searchers, and then we stole what they were typing in, to optimize our pages that way, and Google used to confirm that yes, we were doing the right thing. So, I don't know who that person is either. I didn't see that quote anywhere, but uh, and I hope I'm not stepping on somebody really large's toes because. But that's that's how I feel about it. I, I don't think any of that is on base at all.
1: but okay, well, I, I, I wouldn't say you're stepping on anyone's toes. This is you, you, you Tom. You're from back in the day too. You remember mm-hmm. when we used to like just we would rail on each other debating the you know, finer <laughs> points of SEO, and Florida. that's all good. Well, indeed, and that's all good because you know we all respect and, 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 and like each other. But it's our job to figure out, um, you know, to figure out what what means what, and in a world full of extremely opinionated um, technologists, you're gonna get you're gonna get disagreements. So no, I, don't I don't think you're stepping on anybody. You're just helping clarify, yeah, you know, um, clarify clarify a point. Um, Dave, what do you think? What do you, you know, Google keyword agreement with, uh, with the SEO community? No, non-agreement. What what do you reckon?
2: Um, well, I think, I mean, going to, to the original quote that we're, we're kind of discussing here, I I get a side with Tom here. This isn't part of the sort of social contract. When I look at what I'm doing and what I'm getting, it's, I put a website out. I let Google crawl it in exchange for that. Google includes me in their index um, and and I get some traffic from them. I, I don't think that has anything to do with the keywords. Um, what I don't want is keywords and not traffic. So keywords are, are we're, we're a secondary byproduct of what we used. Um, I think Tom's right. At the, at the end of the day here, um, the the original searcher owns the keywords. However, Google's still getting that data. <laughs> Google's getting it. We're not getting it. So um, you know. I mean, Am I ticked off? Yeah. Um, At the same time, I think it's important to remember that when it comes to deciding what happens on my website, I get to be the person that decides that, and Google gets to decide. The only reason it's ticking us off is because they're a huge driver of our traffic. Well, it's 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 their ballpark. They they get to pick up their their ball and glove when they want to and go home. Um, And in this case. You know, I I think we can argue it. I I don't like it. I mean, I'm going to be the first person to say, uh, you know, as Tom did, yeah, this sucks, but yeah, we saw it coming. Um, I think we were all shocked by how fast and that there was zero warning uh, across the bow. It was just, and here it is. I mean, you know, we shouldn't be surprised. Google does that all the time, but here we are. Um, And I think we just have to sort of, you know, try to look at this more from a, well, it's their game. They get to do what they want with their with their own website. They've done it. I don't have to like it, but my job isn't to now sit around in forums and talk about how unfair this is. My job is to go, all right, what the hell do I do now? Um, what do I now report to clients? How can I take what other data I have and, and figure out how to, you know, figure out which traffic is which and how do I, you know, skew conversions. All right, well I'll start to look at landing pages more and figure out users from there instead. Um you know, and, and, and make those adjustments. Because our job is to serve our clients, right? So, you know, I can argue about Google all I like. All that's going to be is me having fun and killing time in a forum. Um, what I need to do is figure out what to do about this thing and, and do it. And then, uh, you know, get from the data whatever we can. And Tom makes a great point. Um, you know, look to your webmaster tools. There's a lot of data in there on your keywords. And, in fact, a lot of stuff you wouldn't have found in your analytics. So it even shows you stuff you didn't get traffic for but you were showing up for. Exactly. Um,
3: it's, it's You know, what I think is the most useful, and we all sit here and want to complain about keywords, and, and the thing I keep hearing is, I can't do my job now as an SEO because I don't have my keywords. You wow. do have your keywords. That's that's what I keep hearing. And that was, you know, I wrote a blog post on my site, and it was pretty much in response to all these negative things, and there was like three things I kept hearing over and over again, and that was one of them. And and my response was quite simply, if you can't do your job because of this keyword thing missing, then you weren't doing your job right to begin with, and you should be out of this business right now. <laughs> I mean, because quite frankly, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to like. Tie this back into what Dave was saying. There's more information about your keywords in webmaster tools than there are or there ever were in analytics. Analytics just told me how many visits you got, and yes, you could tie that to conversions, and I understand that piece is missing. However, if, if you're gonna sprinkle some SEO keywordy things into a document, you know what document you're targeting, you know what words you're targeting, and you're probably, or at least you shouldn't, be targeting those words on other pages. So if you say, Oh, look in Webmaster Tools, here's a bunch of things. Look, my impressions has gone up, my average position has gone up, and all oh, my click throughs have gone up from that keyword in search, then obviously you know you did your job right. No, <laughs> you don't have the conf- you don't have the confirmation that it went directly to that one page, although there are third party tools that seem to have that information for some reason. But you have a lot from Webmaster Tools, and that should be your important stuff. And are we do we really want to get quag- you know down on the quagmire with with the minutiae of keyword conversions? honestly visits coming in that's you know uh, this is a special case i realized too but you can get a visitor that comes in from a certain keyword realizes oh look at this this company has a lot more to offer i'm going to convert on something else completely different that i didn't know they had because that suits my needs better and all of a sudden that keyword conversion is kind of meaningless to you
1: (coughs) right (laughs) indeed (laughs) let's um let's take a second and uh Think about why they might have done this. I've heard things from this is a reaction to PRISM, to to pushing back against the NSA, to uh, this is Google trying to push people towards AdWords. Um, I I, I, I have my own theory on this, which is is neither of the two, but I'm curious, what do you guys think?
3: Well, you know, again, I I threw this in my post um, pretty much to the point of it's about privacy. Okay. And I, I, I went a little too far. It's about protecting user privacy, but I think it's more generally about privacy. They don't want... And, and we, we've been in the industry a long time. Remember back in the day when we had, like, you know, Google engineers sitting with us at tables at lunchtime? And that's that's long gone. But they used to say things like, you know, we care about the free search user. We don't care about the advertisers and this, that. And you know what? To a certain extent, that's still true. Because without search, most of their business models kind of fall flat. Okay? Because you don't have the ads and you don't have the driving forces and everything else, too. So what do they care about? The, the free search users. They want to hold their privacy um, securely. Okay. You don't want to be a certain person but- of some kind of... Well, and here's the deal. So if that information gets out and it publicly embarrasses that person or that group or whatever, all of a sudden Google's got a lawsuit on their hands. So now it becomes a litigation issue for Google. It's still no, but, about but, privacy, but in a different way. Go ahead, Jim.
1: But, but Tom, you can't you, you, you can't be suggesting that Google feels threatened by like DuckDuckGo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think Google threatened by anybody who even takes a step toward their space
1: I think, <laughs> okay I,
3: I think I think they they feel very territorial like they own search and you know they they need to be there and, and no one else can have it I, I you know I think we've seen this in, in other industries as well but um, no seriously i I think they have issues creeping up with them from the from the EU it's starting to, to catch hold here in the US and and I'm sure it's going to be everywhere else as well i I truly feel it's about privacy because what you what you have when you deliver keywords through Google, you can only do it two ways, get or post, right? They used to do it via get, which is basically add on to your URL. So you, you know go to mycompany.com and they tack on question mark, keep KW equals whatever keywords somebody typed in. Those get passed through into your server's log files with a date and a timestamp and an IP address. And all of a sudden, you've got some pretty intense data that you can track back to a single individual. And that's what they claim to be doing, is holding all of that in, in confidence and wanting to hold that in confidence. And yeah, maybe there's some Prism NSA stuff in there on that. But the, the idea is that we want to encrypt everything, and we want to keep it all private. And I think that's the driving motivation, I'm sure. There are plenty of other factors that coincidentally, yes, it's going to drive more people to pay-per-click. Although, I, again, I still don't see that argument. I mean, people are going to go there anyway. You won't get the same information from, from AdWords. You just won't. The searcher is a different kind of person than the, the paid ad buyer. Mm-hmm. So what? Number two, you don't see the keyword query in AdWords. You see the keyword query that you bought and all the match types that you may know, you, you
1: have chosen with that. Okay, I got an interesting question for you. This and this was this was uh, this was actually sent to me. Uh, I guess asked me over the phone yesterday. I was talking to a, a new a new uh, a renewer SEO who lives in Victoria, and he asked, um, "How accurate is the keyword data provided by the keyword tool in Google AdWords?"
4: Mm,
3: that's a good question.
1: Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> it's, it's,
3: it's, 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 it's as accurate as it's ever been, and Google has ever had to portray to us.
1: Does Google's um, AdWords tool record non-paid keyword entries?
3: Well, that's the question I'd like answered. I've got a couple contacts at Google in their PR department, so of course I'll get some kind of very generic answer as they gave me already on this issue. But, um, you know, I've asked that question flat out. You know, they keep saying in, in their official statement something to the effect of, you know, we're doing this to... Uh, for, for to to bring extra protection to more users who are not signed in is their official response. Well, really, has there been a lot of issues with people searching? And, you know, again, you're right. Are they keeping that on the paid side? They have to be. They can't do the job right with paid if they're not keeping that internally.
1: Indeed. I'm they surely won't Indeed. That back to us. But also, I mean, think about this: you do a search through a secured server. Okay, no matter what search you do, be it whether you're going to click on an organic link or click on a paid link, your original search is done via secured server, right? right. HTTPS, it's all encrypted.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The moment you click on the paid ad, though, you got to be going off to another place where that information is now being recorded, and to keep, uh, you know, to keep things statistically accurate. Do they want to track the organic clicks in the paid area?
3: I don't think they are. Uh, And this is a great point, and it becomes a technical issue. But um, I I don't think they are because, um, and maybe somebody can prove me wrong on this, for all the clients I've looked at, albeit that's not a lot. I don't do a lot with pay-per-click, but I do here, here and there. Everything I've seen in the keyword reports in analytics shows the phrase you were bidding on You know, again, match types apply there to different things. So it could be in different orders and could have extra words inserted in there between the the words you chose. But all I see is the words from the bid not necessarily the exact keywords that somebody typed in. And I think that's a distinctive difference. And on top of that, that's encoded by the campaign name and number and that kind of stuff. The words themselves still aren't, still aren't passed through. So that's an important consideration because that's the, that's the other rumor that keeps going around is, well, you get the same data in AdWords. That's why they're driving people there. I don't think so. I, I, technically, that's not how it works. So I think there's a big distinctive difference there to, to think about.
1: Well, okay. I'm um, just for the record. There you go, Chris, uh, uh, aka Mountain Eyes. There you go, brother. There's your answer, um, and it's close to the one I gave him on the phone yesterday. So um, I, I think you're right, Tom. I, I suspect you're absolutely right. So that said, we've talked about we've talked about uh, 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 keywords found in Webmaster Tools. We've talked about the keyword uh, tool found in AdWords. We're going to take a break in a few minutes, um, but before we go to break, really quickly, in like, you know, two minutes or less, what's an SEO to do?
3: SEO is to actually stop complaining and get back to work and try to find <laughs> going, about, going about doing okay, well, it.
1: Up- I mean about keyword determination and, and, and knowing they're making the right choices.
3: You know, it, it depends on what service you're providing to your clients. If you are saying, I am going to raise your rank for these particular words, then you find some kind of rank checker. There's all kinds of third-party tools out there, and you do it, okay? You can you can build your own. You can go get proxy servers and search from various different locations. You can, you know, make your logged out, all that happy stuff. If you are doing things to raise rankings and bring more traffic in, you will see when those pages become landing pages. You can tie them in with something that says, you know, landing page was – page you were trying to you know raise rank of html and you know medium was was organic and you can do that in analytics you can go back to webmaster tools and pull that data in as well and you can drop them all into a spreadsheet which makes your automation a little difficult now but you can still go out and do that and you, you plop it all together and you analyze it like a real analyst does
1: and you know what there may well be room in this industry for a whole new set of data analyzers
3: absolutely there's there's a Untapped Google Webmaster Tools API that looks like it was half finished that they didn't, never really you know included in the rest of their tools of the API list that you can take, and there is a great opportunity here to bridge some tools together. I actually was working on this um, on my own for the past year and a half and had some people on the way helping me out with it, but it's it's there's a bridge here that needs to happen, and I think this is now the biggest time to do that.
1: Okay, uh, Tom, we're going to have to go to break here on, on Webcology. Um, I want you to, if, if we could ask you, if you could please stick around. We're going to be bringing in Michelle Stinson-Ross and talking about a new announcement from Google, the inclusion of hashtags in search results, provided those hashtags were used in the Google Plus environment. Um, so, so uh, again, <laughs> Tom, can we ask you to stick around for a bit? Absolutely. Excellent. We're going to be joined by Michelle Stinson-Ross, but before Michelle joins us, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's quarter to the hour, and we're going to be taking a break. Stick around. We're talking hashtags. Coming back after these messages.
2: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. will be back after this short break. And a There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game
0: The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City November 6th and 7th. Webmasterradio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes, education led by digital marketing's best and brightest, hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, non-stop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight Series. Featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now for AdTech New York 2013 by going to na.ad-tech.com slash ny or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com slash ny.
1: Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Affiliate Buzz, on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Off Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology, here
1: on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from BeatSock SEO, and Dave and I are joined by Tom Craver and by Michelle Stinson-Ross, um, now, Michelle, Michelle was on last week talking social media matters, and uh, we try not to have the same guests on over and over and over again, but Google made an announcement today that was straight up Michelle's alley, and it was you know, only appropriate to invite her on. Michelle, welcome back to Webcology. Google's using hashtag WTF. What, what's this with Google and hashtags? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can now plug in a hashtag into the main Google search and get all kinds of freaky cool results.
1: The world is just gone. This is like a circle of life thing, isn't it? <laughs> okay. what, what do you mean all kinds of freaky results? What, what are you going to see if you type in a hashtag?
4: If you type in a hashtag, you will see any kind of post that uses that exact hashtag. You will also see search results that are related to it. Um, There will also be rich snippet data. I saw a screen capture of a search for um, hashtag semantic search and saw... Not only all kinds of articles on the topic, but also rich snippet data in the right-hand side of the Google search window um, related to that hashtag. So now when you use hashtags on Google+, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Pinterest, you've got potential to show up in search for the hashtag. Okay.
1: Well, you know, I just saw the hashtag, hashtag I must be old.
4: Um,
1: <laughs> what is uh? What's the benefit? How would I use them? Where would I use them? And you know, how do I? How do I know the searcher is going to be searching hashtag something or another?
4: Those are all good questions, and from I from, from side, honestly, from my side of the fence, having used hashtags to a great extent, particularly in Twitter. And I am beginning to look at how cross-pollination of, of the same branded hashtag can kind of bring all of your various social media and blog posting how all of that can kind of how hashtag can tie all of that together It's a natural when you think about it that Google would also allow you to search hashtags and okay, again, well- This is just creates a one stop shop for all the things that I've been hashtagging now.
1: Okay, you know, after the show, I have no other tasks on my desk. I want to write a blog post. Um, I, you know, obviously, I want maximum exposure. What do I? How do I incorporate hashtags? What do I do? What's what's the right thing to do in this case?
4: Well, for quite quite some time I have been actually using hashtags in the titles of blog posts. For instance for my Twitter chat, social chat anytime I do a recap blog post on what we talked about on Monday night I actually mm-hmm. use the hashtag in the title so that when it gets tweeted out or anything else, hello hashtag shows up
1: Isn't there a point where the you know, uh, hashtag, I to say this is there a point where hashtags are going to be overused and almost become pointless? Because, you know, I'm an SEO. My first thought is I'm going to exploit the hell out of this.
3: Did you see the Justin Timberlake and uh, Johnny uh, Jimmy Fallon video <laughs> called I hashtags? I've been
1: resisting that. Oh, man, I've been <laughs> resisting watching that knowing we were going to have this story today. So, no, I, I haven't you know, seen it yet.
3: They used it. Oh, Lord. And they make just completely make fun of it. And the answer to that
1: is yes, of course. <laughs> Well, I mean, if that's the case, um, and Michelle, you were breaking up a little bit. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure why. It, but, uh, um,
4: is it any better now? Much, yeah. Okay, so it was my mic. I I made a change.
1: Okay, so we we three of us: Dave, uh, Tom, myself. We're you know we're old school SEOs. We see an opportunity, we're going to take it. What's to prevent guys like us from over exploiting this? Honestly, I
4: think your users are going to be the ones to hold you accountable to overdoing it because particularly, let's take Facebook, for example. A lot of Facebook users aren't necessarily accustomed to using hashtags like Twitter users are, and they have a tendency to smack um, over-hashtagging down in a hurry because they find it annoying. So I, I think from just a user standpoint... They're going to be the well, ones to hold us accountable for not overdoing it.
1: Well, the the, the users might, um, you know, might be annoyed by it, but to I, I and I care about that to a degree. But my job is to drive traffic. I, I guess my job is to drive happy traffic, um, not non-annoyed exactly. traffic.
4: <laughs> well, again, what what value is the traffic if they bounce right away?
1: You yeah, got there's a point there exactly. So so. <laughs> I understand that this is if I was to put a hashtag say in my Facebook um if if I put a hashtag in a Facebook uh profile update or in a Facebook comment, might Google um be interested in, in inspiring that?
4: I have, not.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Michelle, go
4: No no no, it's all right. Um and, and please jump in and, and jump over me and all all that kind of stuff. Um, well, okay It's interesting in the way that Google crawls it and, and all that kind of good stuff. I think you're going to see more instances of hashtags coming from the more open public pages than you will from individuals' posts. You're more likely to see hashtags from like Google Plus or Twitter or some of the more well used hashtags than probably Facebook. But still, Uh, they can be used to tie things together from Facebook to your blog to everything else.
3: See, now that would be providing a good search experience. Now, Google purposefully broke their relationships with – obviously, Facebook broke that – in half and several million pieces, and then, yeah, and then with, with, twi- with Twitter as well. Yet, ironically, Bing has taken that and run with it. And as I look at a hashtag search here on Google, that little sidebar looks a lot like Bing's social sidebar. And it'll be interesting, because I'm sure Bing will copy the hashtag search thing. And i will say, oh, see, Bing's kind of copying from Google, but I'm telling you, interface, this looks a lot like Bing.
1: Well, you know, everybody's going to be blinded by their new urine yellow logo. So um, that's pretty much the only thing. Hashtag bad choice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Michelle, you're talking about tying all of your, um, I guess, tying a topic together. You do a blog post, so you tweet about it, you uh, write something in uh, Facebook about it, you write something up at Google Plus about it, you've used the common, ha- and you throw something up on, on Twitter about it, and you've used the common hashtag all the way through. Google will find a way to tie all this together, but are we not finding, also finding a way to pollute? Search results if I have four references to the same thing.
4: Well, those references aren't exactly to the same thing. Obviously, if I say I wrote a blog post and used a particular hashtag, everything else would be a share of that post. Now, I'm the type of community manager that I won't write the same copy over and over to post on Facebook G+. Twitter.
1: No, 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 of course, of course, of course. Of course. But um.
4: this is all about authority in my opinion. This is topic authority and this is a way to say, hey, I've been writing about this here, 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 and here. Check it out.
1: Okay, so in a way, it's uh, almost almost like a, a topical uh, a way to look at it is like like looking at the author tag, except it's a topical thing.
4: Author tags are definitely getting pulled into this, too. I saw some of the stuff I'm seeing. I see the authorship markup showing up based on topic related to the hashtag.
1: That's the most interesting. And I'm afraid we have to leave it at that. We're in our final 20 seconds. Um, Tom Craver, thank you so much for coming in and talking about the uh, case of the mysteriously uh, vanishing keyword referrals. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. telling us a little bit about the ha- about the Google's new adoption of um, of hashtagging, Dave. Dude, thank you as always for being here. Um, you know who we never thank? We never thank Brasco.
2: Thanks, Brasco. Brasco
1: dude, for, like best producer on earth. Thank you so much, friends. You've been listening to Web College here on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, you can find Dave at Dave at Beanstalk seo.com This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media You can find me, Jim, at digitalalwaysmedia.com You can find Tom Craver at tomcraver.com and Michelle Stinson-Ross You can find also Michelle at digitalalwaysmedia.com Friends, thanks for listening Stay tuned to Webmaster Radio we got some amazing content coming up after the news